Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 306. Fire. 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 Incredible entrepreneurs share their inspiring journey with you every day on Entrepreneur on Fire. Prepare to ignite now. Now, here is your host with yet another amazing guest, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on fire. Greetings, Fire Nation. Are you looking for a graphic designer? How about 210,000 of them? 99designs is waiting to connect you to more than 200,000 graphic designers worldwide. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to find out how they can help you with your next logo, web, or apparel design. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Did you know that eVoice can forward business calls to your home, mobile, or any other number you choose, regardless of where you are? Go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE for your 30-day free trial. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dan Miller. Dan, are you prepared to ignite? John, I think I was born with a box of matches in my hand. (laughs) I knew you were going to crush that. Dan is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. He has been a guest on CBS's The Early Show, MSNBC's Hardball with Chris Matthews, and The Dave Ramsey Show. Over 130,000 people have subscribed to his weekly newsletter, and his 48 Days podcast consistently ranks in the top three under careers on iTunes. And the 48days.net business community is viewed as an example around the world for those seeking to find or create the work they love. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Dan, and many people remember you from your first appearance way back in the dark ages of Entrepreneur on Fire. But still, take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then give us an overview of your business. Oh, wow. I was raised in a farm, you know, just had the privilege of learning a little bit of a lot of things. Yeah. And was exposed to entrepreneurial kind of models way back then and just got the bug. I mean, I would be a horrible candidate to have a traditional job. And so I've I've always just created things that were fun. Done a lot of different things, but uh, did go to school. That's the one traditional thing that I did because I came out of a, you know, a really small community and my dad was pastor of a little tiny church, and so I saw schooling as a way to kind of broaden my opportunities. So I went to college, got my degree in psychology, and went on to graduate school, and then went on and you know, did my doctoral work some years after that. So I've always had that as kind of a background basis for the learning that I wanted to do. But I never saw that as a structure that forced me into one particular kind of work model. So I've been involved in entrepreneurial kind of things. I mean, car sales and auto accessories, health and fitness centers. And then, of course, the last 20 years or so, I've had this amazing opportunity to be coached to other people going through these inevitable, relentless transitions, helping them figure out what new possibilities are. So I'm, I just help people see possibilities that they may be missing. So today I'm an author, speaker, coach. Those are the three things that occupy my time and just living the dream, John. 
You are living the dream. And I just got to say for any entrepreneur on fire listener that has not checked out Dan's podcast, man, it is a blast. And Dan, the inevitable and relentless transition. I love how you phrase that. It could not be phrased better, in fact. And that's stuff that we're just going to be diving into later on this interview. But before we do, you had a great quote, your first go round on Entrepreneur on Fire way back in September of 2012. Now we're sitting here, it's July 2013. Things have changed a little bit. Let's hear your new motivation quote. Let's hear that success quote that's going to get this ball rolling here. Well, John, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I <laughs> your podcast hundreds of times, I suppose. So I've heard a lot of the famous quotations out there, but I've got one today from Winston Churchill that I really love, and it kind of speaks to the situations I see a lot of people in. And that quotation is, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Fascinating. I'm visualizing Winston Churchill walking along and these dogs barking. I love that visualization. But what I want you to do, Dan, for us, for Fire Nation, take it down to the ground level. What does this quote mean to you and how do you apply this to your life? No matter what it is that we attempt to do, there are going to be distractions, distractions. I mean, we're right here in, in the summer months, you know, people have vacations, visiting family, computer breaks down, the car doesn't run, it rains, you get sick. I mean, there's always those kind of things that just come up. We got to realize that if we get distracted and redirected every time an obstacle comes up, we're never going to accomplish anything extraordinary. So we've got to realize that if, if it is family and friends who are saying, gee, that can't be done, that's impossible or whatever, we can't address every one of those things. We have to keep our eye focused on the goal and just move toward that. And there's a whole lot of things that are going to be distractions around us that we're going to have to just ignore and go on. Well, Dan, you know you said my favorite word there, so I got to hang on to that for a second. Focus. What does that acronym stand for for me? Do you remember? Finish one course. God, you are so close. I still love you. Follow <laughs> one course until success because that's what we need to do as entrepreneurs. We got to put those blinders on sometimes. Listen to your guts. Obviously, always be taking in all that great mentorship of those above you and around you who have been there, done that. But at the same time, please don't have that bright, shiny object syndrome. Don't be that entrepreneur that flits from thing to thing to thing. Focus. Be the master of one thing. And then you can just follow that course until success. So, Dan, we're changing things up here. I mean, you are my third ever repeat guest. I had Pat Flynn to come on and talk about his amazing new book, Let Go. I had Amy Porterfield on to talk about being able to create these incredible products and systemization behind creating those products, the launching, the marketing, and everything that is involved with that. You're going to be episode number 306. So in 306 episodes, I've only had three repeat guests. So yes, you are very special to me. I am so honored, John. I love what you're doing. And uh, I, you know, I just anticipate the questions you're going to be asking when I hear your podcast every day. And I'm honored to be back on again. Maybe we can shed some new light, remove some cobwebs. Let's get those cobwebs out of there. We're going to start removing those cobwebs by talking about your 48 Days community because you have created such a powerful and supportive community that just has so much great feedback and everybody just seems to be committed to each other's success in so many different ways. And a lot of people out there need that. They want that. And some people out there want to be the person that plants that flag and creates their community. So let's do a little talking about this. Bring us back to the day that you decided to start to build that community. You said you've been doing this for over 20 years now. Let's talk about that. Go from there. 
All right. Well, John, you know, sometimes I almost apologize for the way this whole thing is developed because you and I both are so clear about being intentional about what you want to accomplish and how you're going to get there. Yeah. A lot of this 48 Days community kind of evolved around me without me even realizing what was happening. Now, here's what I mean by that. I mean, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. So I was doing lots of things 20 years ago when this all started to unfold. And one of those was just volunteering to teach a Sunday school class at our local church. Well, I realized real quickly that we were drawing people not only from that church, but from other churches and from other states, because it seemed like a magnet it was drawing people into that discussion about these inevitable career life transitions. So we moved the class to a Monday night to make it more accessible for people. And I did that for an eight year period. And in that period of time, a whole lot of things happened. Again, I was not anticipating this being the focus of what I did work-wise or certainly the focus for my income generation. But people very quickly started asking for materials that they could take with him. Gee, I got a son-in-law who's been out of work for four months. You know, I want him to, to read or hear what you just talked about. What can I give him? Well, I didn't have anything. And so just with the repeated request, I put together just a very rudimentary material product, three-ring binder with just some loose notes in there, printed one side, you know, a couple cassettes back in those days in there. And that thing just started to sell. Then I went to a conference, a mega book university with Mark Victor Hansen, just a wonderful, gracious man. Yes. And he talked about how to leverage your intellectual property. I came back, this was like in 2004. I came back in the next two years, I sold over $2 million worth of that little three ring binder. <laughs> wow. Never talked to a publisher, never got it in bookstores. That wasn't my focus. I just let it, made it available for people who wanted it. But it really opened my eyes to the opportunity that was right in front of me. And I started to scale back some of the other things I was doing, put more focus on this. And I've had this amazing journey now of leveraging that material, which was originally 48 Days to the Work You Love, and then has evolved into lots of other things. You know, the communities that you're familiar with, you know, newsletter, podcast, blog, and all of that. Just giving people content in that arena that they seem to be so hungry for. It's been an amazing opportunity to see that unfold. Now, in that period of time, you know, we've had some real significant foundational pieces in how we have communicated that information to build a really robust, vibrant community. So let's move this forward now, Dan, because you took us way back when it first started. I can just picture the birth of the 48 Days community. Take us to that point that you actually took it online where you decided, you know what, it's time now and let's move it into the online world. And how did it start to evolve once you brought it to that level? Well, in August of 2000, so we're back 13 years, August of 2000, I sent out an electronic newsletter to the 67 emails whose names I had. And I just said, you know, people are asking me about this kind of content. I'm going to pull together the best resources for making these career transitions and just give you tips to help you along the way. If you like it, you know, fine, pass it on to your friends. If you don't let us know, we'll take you off the list. Well, that little 67 email list has now grown where over 130,000 people have signed up for that. Along the way, we introduced other things, you know, like podcast and blog and then the 48days.net community. I just kept looking for ways that became available as technology developed to increase the size and interaction possible 
for that community of listeners. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, just the source of everything where everybody's looking to me. So I've looked for ways to connect people together. I think that's one of my strong points that has helped me be successful is connecting people to resources and other people that can help them along the way. So I'm more of a facilitator than just the guru. But in that, in doing that, it has opened up some amazing opportunities. So yeah, the newsletter started in August of 2000. I did an interview yesterday with somebody who said he listened to my very first podcast. And frankly, I'm not real good at keeping track of the details. I couldn't have told you when it was. And he told me it was August 6th of 2006. Oh, man. That's so I was podcasting, you know, I mean, back when it wasn't real popular. He said that mine was the first podcast he ever listened to and has never missed a segment. And one of the things that I ought to add, I think that's important yeah. for your audience, is I hear a lot of people who say, well, I started a blog, I did it for three months, didn't get much response, so I quit. I started a podcast, I did it for six months, nothing happened, so I quit. Well, I started that little newsletter in August of 2000 as a weekly newsletter, 13 years later, I've never missed a week, never missed a week. It always goes out. When I started my podcast and said, no, I'm not like you, man. I can't knock it out. You do it. <laughs> I do one a week, but I've never missed a week. And I think that consistency builds credibility. So my audience knows what they're going to get from me. Then we started in October of 09, the 48days.net community. Right. An amazing thing to watch unfold because that, more than anything, allows people to connect with each other. I can just stand back and look at the hundreds and hundreds of, of conversations that are going on on any given day in that community where people are helping each other where I'm not even involved. And it is, it's so cool to watch. So that's what I want to focus on right now, Dan, because I'm so impressed with that .NET community that you have because it's so vibrant and so full of great entrepreneurs that are interacting, that are assisting each other, that are there for support and everything. What would you say to that person that does have a semblance of a following? They do have some people that subscribe to their email list, that listen to their podcast, that do read their blog consistently. So they do have an audience of some kind. They're like, you know what? I have a certain niche that I fill and people are drawn to that. I think I want to start building a community. What would you say to that person? What would your guidance be for them for their first few steps? Well, I think the thing to focus on is to give lots of great information and make it free. Now, we could go on all kind of rabbit trails from here because everybody wants to monetize, you know, from day one. Well, I've never taken that approach. I've always taken the approach, I'm going to give, 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 give. And when I have a really big audience, then I can have a small subset of that audience that pays me a whole lot of money. So we stage everything like that. I want a massive audience, and then we're going to give everybody something. Lots of free things, and it really doesn't matter if 96% of the people that have get my information never pay me a penny because I can do really well with the 4% who do. And in that 4%, we're going to give them something for $8 if that's what they want to spend. We're going to give them a $39 workbook. We're going to give them an instructional manual at $197. We're going to let them participate in a teleseminar for $239. We're going to let them come to one of our live events for 1000 bucks, or get involved in personal coaching with me, you know, for five grand or whatever. And then we'll let them get involved in our coaching mastery program, which is more than that. So we stage the things that are available, but we draw from a big audience. And the thing I see people doing that I just makes me cringe is they come out day one, you got to pay for this. And they end up with a really tiny little audience. 
And I just think that's a backward way to do it. Give, 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 and then you'll have plenty of opportunity for a small subset of the people who love you and care about you where you can make a lot of money. So Dan, I have to thank you personally for this because it was due to the fact that I followed you even before I launched Entrepreneur on Fire and I saw your mentality and I read and heard your mentality and I totally bought into and agree with your mentality that I launched Entrepreneur on Fire with just that idea in mind. It was going to be completely free content as consistent as I possibly could do, which is seven days a week. Keep that consistency moving forward, provide as much free content as possible, build a large audience. And then when the time was right, then we start to turn on the subset for that small percentage of people who are those super fans. And we've now done that with Fire Nation Elite. We have 57 very active members in this membership mastermind. That's a tiny percentage of the 300,000 plus unique downloads that we're getting on a monthly basis. But that's all we need. And I'm going to continue to provide great value for free because I'm following your model and it works. It works, Fire Nation. And so I just want to stress that. Do not be that person that comes out and says, okay, I have 10 followers. Time to like put everybody behind a paywall right now. Like That's why you're not going to grow to that large size. And I think it's a great feedback. And let's just drill down really quickly to get a little more specific. So once you decided to build this 48days.net community, what was one action that you put within that that you really feel drew people in and kept them coming back for more? I immediately allowed people to create their own groups. So there was a sense of ownership from day one. So it wasn't just, this is Dan's thing, another thing Dan's offering. Anybody who wanted to could form a group. Now we have kind of a a checklist that we go through. We don't just approve everybody, but if they've shown themselves to be a contributing member, they can start a group. So we have people leading groups for speakers, for authors, for investors, for people who grow gardens, and the list goes on and on and on. We've got about 127 groups in that 48days.net community at this point. So these people take ownership. Now, how difficult do you think it is for somebody to just walk away from a community if they've got an ownership stake in what's happening there? We have people who have built their own very profitable business with doing nothing, no other marketing than being very active within this community. And that thrills me. I mean, do I get money from that directly? Again, people get all torqued out trying to figure out, you know, how do I make money from every single thing? Man, we have people that are making 300 grand a year in businesses that they're running under the umbrella of 48days.net. I get nothing directly. Does that benefit me? In a thousand different ways. When I hear people say, well, gee, I'm doing a podcast. You know, how can I get uh, sponsors right from day one? You know, I want to make money doing this. Well, I've, I've just never looked at it like that. But my podcast is a marketing exposure tool for me. Now, John, I know that you do ads and I've done ads for Audible, things that really fit in what I'm doing. I love to just tie them in with what I'm doing. But I think too quickly people can kind of limit their audience if they just turn a podcast into what would be terrestrial radio. The reason people like podcasts is because you don't have 12 minutes every hour. Right. Those ads interrupting the content. It's just raw content. So... I just give people opportunities to both interact and take ownership, give them a platform where they can do what's important to them. 
127 groups. See, that's just a number I can't walk away from. And what's so magical about that number, Dan, is that anybody that enters that community, instead of just seeing this openness and just like no directions and being like, wow, there's just too much here. I'm overwhelmed. I don't really know if I connect with anybody. People can come in and just find their niche. They can find what they do resonate with. They have all these different groups of like-minded people that they can choose from, from those gardeners or from those financial people or whatever they may be. Their group exists within that umbrella you've created. So my hat's off to you, Dan. I love that mentality. I love that attitude. And I want to keep going forward into something that's very near and dear to my heart because I just got back from an amazing weekend at World Domination Summit. Chris Gilbert, awesome. Oh. Yeah. So good. I mean, that guy just totally gets it. He brought in some amazing guests. 3,000 people descended upon this little city in the Northwest for an incredible weekend. I've done Blog World. I'm doing Agents of Change out in Maine this coming September. Social Media Marketing Worlds out here in San Diego in March. Live conferences, live events are so important for so many reasons because of the connections that you make. And I want to talk to you because I'm good friends with Pat Flynn, with Cliff Ravenscraft, people who have been to your live events and they rave about them. So before we get to how they're so awesome right now, which they are, Let's go back to your very first ever live event. Take us to that and share with us that entire experience. Well, I'm going to focus in on the things we do right here on my property, the sanctuary. Yes. And doing seminars way back, you know, when I was doing those community seminars. That's, that's one thing. But I really want to talk about what happens right here on our property. Now, you, you've probably heard me talk about the fact that I work out of what we call the sanctuary. It's a converted barn on the backside of my property. So it's right here outside of Franklin, Tennessee, and it's, it really is an old barn. We converted it into what I thought was going to be just our product fulfillment center. So we had bookshelves and things in here, and we had all more product, and we're doing our shipping out of here. Now, we also put in some guest quarters and then a place for my office. But about six years ago, I said, you know what? We've got a lot of people that are right here in the Tennessee area. Just do something fun. We're going to call it Fantastic Fridays. And once a quarter, we're just going to open the doors. Anybody who's in the neighborhood Come on out. You know, we'll order pizza. We'll hang out together, whatever. We'll just do a brainstorming session on a Friday. Fantastic Friday. No no registration fee, nothing at all. Just come out. Well, that didn't last long because we had people that came to Tennessee from Colorado and California and Hawaii and New York and Florida. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's no agenda. There's nothing structured at all. You guys just want to hang out? Well, those were so popular, we very quickly realized this was a real hot potato. We could take different topics that people were asking about, like, how can I do with my writing what you've done with 48 Days to the Work You Love? How can I leverage it the way that you've done it? How can I do with coaching what you've done with coaching? So we started doing events, Coaching with Excellence, Right to the Bank, events like that, and they just, they, they just sell out. And and the the cool thing is, again, back to what I was talking about a minute ago, we give so much free content. People feel like they're connected, especially with the podcast. As you know, that's a real intimate connection that goes beyond the level of what people get with printed word. And people that listen to a podcast feel like they know you. And so people would come to anything that we promote. And that's continued today. We promote events. We have an absolute blast. Now, we keep them small because of the facility that we have here. But I want those events to be not just intellectual, sit on your butt and get some new head knowledge. I want those to be a once in a lifetime memorable experience that involves all the senses. 
So it, it may sound weird, but we want people, we want to en- engage people, you know, touch, taste, sight, smell, hear. I guess I got them all there. <laughs> we really do. We do things that are going to make it a memorable experience when people come to an event here. We just had an event here for coaches uh, couple, uh, last month. And we had, like we had an attorney from the Bronx in New York. He showed me a picture from his office window looking right down on Times Square. So this guy's used to three-piece suits, you know, concrete and asphalt, works on the 13th floor of a building. We took this group and took a break. And walk back in the trail that goes back through our woods. And we have a mulberry tree that's about 60 feet tall that was in full bloom. Mulberries. So we had people stuffing their faces like a bunch of kindergartners back. <laughs> well, it just happened to be just perfect timing for that. And here we've got, you know, an attorney from New York. I mean, that creates an experience that he'll never duplicate by going to another seminar. We have a zip line right here at the entrance Love of my, it goes way down 350 feet. Anybody can jump on there that wants to. A lot of times my granddaughters are here. You know, we have them do door prize drawings. You know, they're three and five and they get on the zip line and we whip them down through there. We've got a, like a hammock seat that they can go in. But we want experiences to come like that as part of the events here. So the events are really memorable. Yes, packed with great information, but goes beyond that just to help people stretch their thinking, to see things they would not otherwise see, which is the core of what I do every day. So one thing I want to dive into right now, Dan, is the whole live event atmosphere. You've got it down pat now. I mean, you know what to do. You know actual seminars to have and just the whole accoutrements to have all around it. It's just so valuable to have that experience and knowledge. But you didn't always have that. I mean, that comes with experience and we learn from mistakes. We learn from challenges and different failures that we have. So can you share with us a story of maybe a, a mistake that you made or a really big obstacle that you had to overcome with a live event that we can learn from? Sure. In, in the early days, my office here, the sanctuary, is about five miles from Franklin, the little town that's about 20 miles south of Nashville. Great little town. So we would give people a break, like an hour and a half, to go get their lunch. That is ridiculous. We don't want them just to scurry off and go in 20 different directions and then have to rush to beat the clock to get back. And we decided, we're not going to do that. So if we need to bump the fee a little bit, let's bump the fee and let's absolutely blow their minds with the food that they feed them. Now, being in the South and being right here south of Nashville, we have amazing food options and caterers. But we bring in people that are fans of ours, not just somebody who happens to have a restaurant. We bring in people where we have close personal relationships with them. They love being able to come out here and just treat, spoil our attendees with the food. So we make the food a really extravagant part of our events. We have Famous Dave's. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. Yeah, I love that. I used to be stationed in Kansas, so I love Famous Dave's. Big Famous Dave area in Kansas. Yeah, well, we have them come out with their big red truck and set up here and grill barbecue right on property. You know, things like that that we do. So we learned, yeah, we want to keep people here. We want the experience to be focused right here. We want those break times for meals to be times where they interact and learn from each other, not times when they just go off and hope that they can figure out something to get back here on time. That's a major thing. I go to a lot of events where uh, the, the food is kind of an afterthought. You get a little white box with a white bread sandwich in it and a bag of potato chips. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, what a, what a missed opportunity just to make it part of a really stellar experience. 
Fascinating. And so, Dan, now that you've completed all of these live events, like when the event is over, you take that big sigh of like, wow, success, I've done it. What, looking back on it, is one goal that you've accomplished that you really love about live events? Like if, when you walk away and you look back on the events, what's one thing that you love to remember happened? I think probably more than anything, it's seeing the interaction between attendees, how they connect with each other. I mean, we, we have a lot of people say, well, my gosh, you know, I can't come from Norway or Sweden or Germany to your live events. You know, can't you just do them virtually? I'm saying, no, sorry, that, that's a different animal. I know we can do a lot of things virtually, but there's still things that can't be duplicated on the Internet. I mean, you can't hammer a nail on the Internet. And there are some things that happen in a live event that you can't duplicate online. So I love the personal interactions that are often unexpected that attendees get. But what I really look for, John, are the stories that come in the following month, the month after that, the month after that, about how people absolutely exploded their success. Something clicked when they were here with all the senses being hammered with things that we do. Something made sense. Their belief went up. They made the right connection. They got a piece of information that was missing and it opened the door to extraordinary success. So Dan, if people are listening to this podcast right now and they're thinking, you know what, I would love to host a live event. Maybe it's a smaller, intimate gathering, or maybe it's you know pretty audacious and they're hoping to, to have a big live event with a lot of success. What would be a recommendation for that person from you? Well, start with what you already know about and enjoy and love. I mean, don't, don't try to just artificially duplicate what somebody else is doing. Make it your own. Make it so unique. I mean, we, I mean, Seth Godin talks about that. I mean, what is it that makes you remarkable? Start with that. Don't try to be just another wannabe. Here, here's an example. We were doing events three years, Write to the Bank, W-R-I-T-E, how to help people leverage their writing into amazing income, which we can show them and show them, share with them the things that I've done that have worked extremely well for me. Well, with all the changes in publishing, all of a sudden, everybody's an expert in publishing. Everybody's putting out, you know, workshops and seminars on publishing and leveraging your writing. Well, guess what Dan's doing? Dan's looking around saying, hey, what's the next thing? I don't want to just be another guy doing the same thing. So we realized we were attracting people to those conferences who are not only writers, but we were attracting musicians and artists and comedians, and speakers, people like that, coaches, because so much of the content related to them as well. I have this artistic creative ability, but I'm not making any money. How can I get engaged so that I'm doing what I love, but also making extraordinary income? So we changed the focus. I no longer do right to the bank, which is funny. You know, now I've got people, gee, we have people every day. Gee, I wanted to come to right to the bank. When's the next one? Sorry, it's over. <laughs> we aren't anymore. We morphed that into an event that we're calling Innovate, where we, where we invite all of those creative free thinkers, right-brainers, entrepreneurs, and we've got a whole a lot of terms that describe them. We've only had one, and it was absolutely outrageous. Now, doing a brand new event, I never know. Are people going to respond to this? Am I off track in what I'm thinking? It was absolutely outrageous. I mean, we packed the room really fuller than we should have, but then I brought in speakers, you know, like Michael Hyatt and Chad Jeffers, who's guitarist with Carrie Underwood. We had a magician here, and we just did things to help creative people see ways that they could engage what they're doing, put legs on it to make money. Now, we've got another one that, that's coming up that 
is going to be totally different. These are not events that are going to be the same. We're not looking for a cookie cutter kind of process. We're looking for each of these events, even if we call it the same name, it's going to be a totally unique experience. And this next one coming up, we're going to have Scott Stearman, who's an internationally known sculptor here. And on Thursday morning, the event lasts Thursday and Friday. On Thursday morning, in the morning, he's going to be looking at a three-foot square block of clay. In the two days of the event, while he's in there hearing people talk, getting inspiration from them, he's going to release a totally original 48 Days Eagle from that block of clay. I'm so jazzed by that, I can't sleep at night. That's not something we're going to do once every quarter or once every year. That's a one-time thing, but it's just an example of the kind of things I try to bring together and make an event. And that's what I encourage people to do. If you want to host an event, do something remarkable. Do something that makes it something people are going to remember and take action from. Such great insights, Dan. And we're going to break off for a minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, summertime in the living season. Picture this. You're lounging poolside in the hot summer sun, screening calls, closing deals, and making money. Sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? But how? With eVoice, of course. eVoice is a reliable voice service with all the advanced features of an expensive phone system packaged up for one low monthly cost. eVoice supports a variety of popular mobile devices, including Androids, iPhones, and iPads, so you can use them anytime, anywhere. They even have an app for each device. Because of this, Evoid provides a simple and convenient way to access messages on the go. But don't want to forward calls to your mobile phone? That's okay. Evoice can even forward business calls to your home or any other number you choose. Talk about peace of mind. Go to evoice.com, enter promo code FIRE for a 30-day trial. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. 97, Woo! 99designs is packed with over 210,000 graphic designers worldwide who are ready to help you with your next logo, web, apparel, or mobile app design. It's so easy to get started today. Simply visit 99designs.com slash fire, tell them what you're looking for, and dozens of designers will submit quality designs created just for you. Not only does 99designs offer a complimentary design consultation with their San Francisco design team once you sign up, they also offer continued world-class customer support 24-7 over the phone, via email, and on chat. Don't delay, Fire Nation. When you visit 99designs.com slash fire, you'll get a $99 power pack of services for free. That's right, Fire Nation. 99designs is offering you a $99 power pack of services for free. So visit 99designs.com slash fire to start your next design. Dan, I mean, I just have to thank you from the bottom of my heart and on behalf of Fire Nation for just opening the lid up and sharing with us the 48 Days community and what you do and your mentality and what it is and the whole thought process behind it. And then you move forward into live events, something you've been so successful with in so many different areas. And again, just uncovering your mentality and sharing that with my audience. I mean, this is just gold, Fire Nation, literally gold. And I want to bring it up to present time because before we say goodbye, I really just want to know one thing that's just really exciting you and everything that you have going on right now. Just pull out one thing and share that with us. Oh, you're going to make me open my hand here. (laughs) I'll tell you, and this is not public knowledge yet, 
but it, it fits with everything we've talked about, and I don't mind sharing it at all. We have about 13,000 people, well, a little over 13,000 people now in the 48days.net community as we're speaking right now. Now, we, we're, we're not looking for to see how many people we can have. We reject about 30% of the people who put in applications for that. Uh, because we want people who are like-minded. We don't want people to come in are going to be whiners and complainers. We want people who are believers, optimists, and going to help each other and contribute something of value. So we have pretty stringent screening to allow somebody in there. But with that 13,000, do you think the thought has crossed my mind that that being a free community, maybe a small subset of that would be open to premium content? With our conversation today, I would say you've absolutely thought that. Well, that's more than just a passing thought. I've got that pretty refined. We're ready to go on that. But let's just as an example, I mean, that, that just absolutely thrills me to think about that. But if now having 13,000 people who have raised their hand and said, I want to be in, they've already said, I'm committed, I want to be part of this organization. If we would have 3,000 of those people, so a small percentage, if we would have 3,000 of those people say, I'd be willing to pay $17 a month to be part of premium content. Incidentally, I'm thinking about calling up 48 Days Nation. I already have the domains. Yeah. Drawing from your lead there, 48 Days Nation. What if I had 3,000 people that said, yeah, I'd be willing to pay $17 to have access to premium content, unique interviews and things that we're going to bring to the table in there, live get-togethers, live events? Well, you can do the math on that. That's $51,000 a month or $612,000 a year. Not that I haven't thought about it at all. Yeah, I was pulling my calculator out, but you beat me to it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. So are there things? I mean, I, I stay so excited about the new opportunities. Nothing gets stale. Nothing gets stagnant because new opportunities are just popping up all the time. When I'm setting my goals in November, I always have my goals laid out for the coming year by November 15th. But in that process, I always eliminate 15% of what I've been doing. I just ruthlessly look for what is the 15% that I'm going to eliminate. Now, part of the, there's two reasons for that. One is I don't want to just grow a business exponentially wide. That's not my style. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to stay streamlined and focused in what I do. So in order to add a new 15%, I have to eliminate 15%. But it's in those adding this 15% new that the big things that have had extraordinary success for me have come. So it's not things that have to generate income immediately. I still have the 85% that's ongoing, but I eliminate 15%, I add 15%. And what I just described to you is in that new 15% that we're going to have up and running before the new year starts. Wow. Well, Dan, I am going on the record. My guess is that 5,164 people are going to join the 48 Days Nation. I'm just going out there saying it. That's my guess. And also, Dan, I just want to thank you so much for just coming back on Entrepreneur on Fire as our third ever repeat guest to just share your inspiration, your motivational talk and everything that you've done, your experience over these years is so powerful because there's nobody that has created a community quite like yours. It's so unique. It's so special. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance and then share the best ways that my audience can go find you and then we'll say goodbye. All right. You know, I hear from a lot of people who think it's too late. I mean, I hear from 27-year-olds who say, I majored the wrong thing in college. Man, I'm toast. And it's like they're just going to coast into the grave. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, we, we learn and learn and learn and learn all along the way. It doesn't matter where you are, if you're 18 or 88, it's never too late to draw that line in the sand and say, this is what I want to do. 
this is what I want my life to look like. So that would be my encouragement. It really doesn't matter. Just make tomorrow the new day of the beginning of the kind of life that you want to live. Now, in terms of getting a hold of us, I mean, 48days.com, we've got massive amounts of information there, as you would expect. All the traditional kind of things are there. And then 48days.net is the community that we've talked about here. That's that vibrant, exciting community of people linking arms and helping each other. You know, it really is true, John, a rising tide raises all ships. Oh, yeah. Love watching that happen. Well, Dan, Fire Nation is just well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about today by going to eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. You're there in the archives, but you also have your own second special show notes page at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Miller 2 Dan, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Once again, Fire Nation salutes you, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Visit firenationelite.com to find out more about our elite mastermind group. Fill out an application, schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me, and start your journey today. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.